Uh, Nick just yelled, "I like boners," and it works. I heard yeah. that. Yeah, I heard that. Nick, good good news. Pick it pick, it up. picks up on the mic, and Jake hears it. So. Yeah, I'm on the pod. <laughs> Welcome to the Art of the Dive, post minus eighty week, game week six in the books. Jake took a no, he didn't take another minus eighty, but he did wild card. So we're gonna have to talk about that for a minute. Jake and I both on the road this weekend potting from remote locations expect to hear some good noise in the background at some point <laughs> we've already had some yelling jake how are you buddy i'm doing pretty well a little bit tired with travel but otherwise good what are you traveling for uh, i'm getting my california veterinary license um so i'm taking a course in sacramento it's uh, pretty brutal nine hours in the classroom today. so after this you'll be legally allowed to murder dogs <laughs> Yeah, legally allowed. I had a license, but I needed to update it, so yeah. Cool. Well, I'm on the road as well. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, actually, so doing some training for work. And I'm actually at the house of good friend of the pod, famous Twitter personality, FPL Squid. No shout-outs there. Okay. No, that's all. I was just at his place. He didn't yell. Yeah. I thought maybe he was going to yell <laughs> he in the didn't. background. He, I think he's like playing video <laughs> games. But should be an interesting pod. A uh, lot to cover this week. Tons of write-ins from uh, listeners. So let's get into it. Jake, you took a minus 80 last week, which was interesting. Uh, we kind of left it on a cliffhanger that you had wrote an email to official FPL trying to explain what had happened. You wrote an absurdly cordial email, and I convinced you to write something that would be a, a bit more uh, aggressive in your stance. So you did that, and they did respond, and what did they say? Yeah, I got the response today during class. I got really excited, um, <laughs> and then, like most of my life, was immediately disappointed. Uh, hey, you, you hi, said Jacob. it there. You said it there. Hi, <laughs> hi, Jacob. We have looked back over your account, and it appears that you didn't confirm your wild card when attempting to play it. Now in parentheses, this is the only way that your wild card wouldn't have been played in this instance. So they're covering themselves, saying that this is the only way it couldn't have been Bastards. Played. There's no chance that there was an error that came up four times on my computer. <clears throat> Unfortunately, we are unable to play a wild card for any player, and this will result in you being. De- Unfortunately, we are unable to play a wild card for any player, and this will result in you being deducted the points. Please note for future reference that you can play your wild card after making transfers in a game week, and you won't be deducted any points for any transfers made during that game week. Hmm. Sounds yep. like a lot of bullshit to me. Yeah. I mean, there's other stuff like we're sorry that we couldn't be of further assistance. You Don't know, read that part. Still Fuck use, them. You can still use your wild card if still available. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's still available. They're telling me. Thanks. I used it. So yeah. So done. we're gonna talk about that in a minute because that's pretty outrageous. <laughs> but um, okay. So that's cool. At least they emailed you back. Kind of sucks that's not sorted out. Uh, I did want to just give uh, some shout outs to like some of our fans. I mean, the the usuals. You know the the FPL gyms and Stephen Toomey and. And people like that, but uh, and I'm sure there's people I'm missing, but FPL Garf was someone who kind of came out and started a Twitter campaign, if you will, kind of saying, like, let's see how many retweets we can get for this uh, to fix it. I think he got, like, 50 or 60 retweets uh, trying to get, like, people to kind of get behind it. And at the end of it, he actually added Jules Breach, who's the uh, woman that does the, like, official FPL show. And uh, she actually responded saying she, that was pretty crazy that that happened. I think her exact words were, uh, you're my hero, Jake. So tell your wife to watch out. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know why I'd be your hero for that. But all right, I'll take it. Definitely. Yeah, so. I think that, like, in my opinion, we've won the game. You know, like, we, yeah. we, we beat FPL because we all played this FPL game. And, like, no, none of us are ever going to win. So I think we did it. Like we cracked the code. Yeah, I agree. So it's like the Matrix. You you think you can win, but you really can't yeah. unless you like crack the. Or code. Or it's like so. Westworld. If you've ever seen that show on HBO, it's like we don't really know what's going on here, but now we do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, a couple things from some some listeners. TZ three, who turns out it's that's Wojtek. I didn't know that's who that was. The the Polish guy, I think, right? Who could beat you up? Uh, He's referring to you now as to you now as Jake eighty proof close. Every time I score eighty or above, I'll call it hidden a Jake pot. Game week when even I Jake like could have had a positive score. 
Yeah, that's, that's good. good. That's good. Uh, FPL. I might even use. Yeah, that, yeah, so. you should. It's, it could be your new uh, your new nickname. You could get it tattooed, eighty proof. Yeah, so maybe when I lift a little bit more and my biceps bigger, I'll do good that. Good idea. So. Uh, FPL gym condoms made out of tissue paper. Hashtags things more useful than Jake. Uh, mostly true uh speaking of fpl jim jim did send in a a new saying uh and it's um the bloody wet youngin that's what it is today you have to use it you didn't use the saying last time did you know that yeah i think i forgot i was actually thinking about that today in preparation for the pod i was like i don't think i used it but it's it's really hard with the questions because it's like we don't we don't really like ask ourselves questions on the pod because we know everything. So why would we question? Yeah, ourselves? we're, we're genius. I'll, I'll do my yeah. best. The bloody yeah, so. wet youngin. That's what it is. It's a response to something, but it does have okay. a question mark. So it's a little weird. Uh, okay, so try to work it in at some point today. Let's get into uh, some some actual FPL content here. Um, so you wildcarded uh, after a minus eighty, which is honestly like kind of outrageous. So I'm just going to read a few things that people said, and then I want you to explain your thought process and then I guess kind of get into like how it worked out for you. Okay. So, um, uh, at M bison 22, after the most infinite infamous wildcard fail in FPL history, has Jake been hitting the PSLs hard to self medicate? Have you? Um, I'm actually doing pretty good. I think I only had one PSL in the past week. So um, <clears throat> I also didn't take any depressives or depressants. Um, so overall, I'm coping with it about the best I could. I feel like each day I think about it and like my season's lost and it's really disappointing. And, you know, it's like what to do. But the good news is that my friends keep talking a lot of shit. And I just think, well, at least I can catch them because their season sucks so far, too, for the most part. I think you are going to be the hardest one to catch. And I, I would have to do fantastic the rest of the year. But I think everyone else is within distance. So. Right. It's because I have the biggest dick. But uh, FPL Squid asks, the the famous FPL Squid, who is house I'm at right now, why did Jake wildcard after already wildcarding? aka a minus 80 last week is he pleased with his decisions hold on that question because i have a couple more follow-ups trust the pog says i too have this question after making 21 transfers why wildcard also why is he still playing but that's another question tz3 <laughs> voitech he had to wildcard just to check if all the advice he got from listeners and official fpl instructions about wildcarding were true and Cy, the fantasy guy, seems like Jake is on the tilt right now, wildcarding a week after putting together what you think is your potential or your optimal team for the foreseeable future, albeit with the unfortunate minus 80, is a little bonkers, right? With that said, I'm going to lay off the guy for a bit. So let's talk a little bit about your wildcard and why you decided to go that direction. Yeah, first off, I agree with all three of those guys. Um, all good points. Um, you know... I don't know why I'm still playing. That's a good question. I've considered quitting multiple times in the past week, but I'm just going to keep going. But the pod, Jake. <clears throat> yeah, the pod. It's the pod, and, you know, it. this is where the mini groups come in because you even if you're having a terrible season, you can at least be competitive in those usually. Uh, also, like we said, and we'll talk about this later, I'm just trying to beat everyone in, in the league, you know, League One dive, um, because that just makes me happy to think that even though I took a minus 80, I'm still better than some people. So Okay, so tell um, me about your game week then. Like, how many points did you yeah. get? Who played well? Was the wild card worth yeah. playing? So the one thing was I did kind of want to just see if I could still play a wild card, and I can. I can do it correctly, and it did confirm that they did mess up. FPL truly did mess up um, because I clicked the transfers and I clicked wild card just like I did last time. I think the problem was that, again, the error messages kept coming up, um, and this time, like, they weren't there. And last time they weren't there at the last round, but it still didn't go through. So it's FPL's fault. Anyways, uh... I got clean sheets, five out of five Jesus. from the back. Um, so that was good. The only guy I switched was my goalkeeper, Hennessy, who got me the clean sheet. And I think either one bonus point and one save point or two bonus. I'm not sure. I got. I would have to look. Um, and then, oh, actually, that's not true. I switched out Mendy for Laporte and also Robertson for Arnold, who got an assist. So, like... I nailed it in the ba- the back five. Um, Alonzo got a clean as well. 
The midfield is where I tried to be like really different, and this was actually why I wildcarded for the most part. I needed to break off from like what most people are doing, which is Salah, you know, maybe Mane or Hazard, um, and then guys like Madison, Frazier, whatsoever. So I tried to deviate. I went with Sane. I went with Hazard, who I didn't have and I thought would consistently keep it up. Uh, which I was dead wrong with with him and Sané was all right. He got an assist. I'm a little bit disappointed because so many other Man City midfielders did well, and we'll talk about that later. Up top, um, I brought in Mitrovic, who did well, Ings, and Firmino, who didn't do well. I think the big thing that killed me, and we can talk about this, is that Mo played in like a central position for Southampton, so he like ate up all the chances and had i known that i definitely wouldn't have taken out mo but i don't think anyone knew that was going to happen well he's played in that center forward position at times in other matches this year i feel like every liverpool game i've watched he's not the center forward there so do you you have a game reference he's not like starting i wouldn't say he's a starting center forward but i would say this year more than way more than last year you see firmino dropping deeper and deeper and deeper into the midfield and that forces Salah towards the middle of the pitch yeah, I guess. I, I feel like, and maybe it's like biased memory, but I don't remember him being so central and so high up that consistently. Like, this game was either proof to me that I really shouldn't have taken Mo Salah out, or it was just a one-time thing that I think is going to change. Because I just feel like the week before, like, Firmino and Mane had just as many chances as Salah. And right or wrong, based on, like, underlying stats, yeah, I don't know, but... That was my plan, was to just hope that Mane and Firmino equaled uh, Mo, and it just didn't happen. So that's where I'm a little bit scared right now. Not completely put off, but scared. Well, of course, it's like you knew that was going to be a risk, though, the second that you, you clicked it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so it's it's just it it's risk-reward. You're, you're trying to go against the grain a little bit, uh, especially after your minus 80. You, you have to take some yeah. risk to make some but- ground. But 67, yeah, exactly. And 67 points, all green arrows, obviously, because of what happened last week. Um, I think overall game week rank was 367,000 yeah. and change. Incredible. So pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's incredible. So, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the average for the week was uh, 52, and the top 1K average was 58. So, I mean, you absolutely knocked it out of the park. Um, I finished with 60, which I'm quite happy with. Uh, I didn't make any transfers going into last week, and I had Mendy go down. I actually played with 10 guys because David Silva didn't play for me, and I have Kamara and Carney on my bench. So my bench is in some serious trouble, but I was still able to pull through because I I do have the right players. I got cleans from Alonso and David Luis and Robertson and Juan Basaka, so all four of my defenders. Patricio did have a save point for me. And then in the midfield, I captained Salah. Um, I didn't get any returns, really, from my midfield players. Wow. And then I got an assist from Aguero up top. So a fine game week and two transfers. No, Aguero got a goal. Oh, yeah, and a goal. I'm sorry. Um, and then uh, I've got two transfers going into this, this next week. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, like, happy with it. It actually was an overall green arrow for me. I red arrowed in a lot of my mini leagues. Uh, but I green arrowed in my overall, which is kind of funny, by, like, 100 or 200 spots. So I'm at um, 13,000. 74 overall right now um yeah that's a nice week yeah especially considering i didn't make any transfers and i only played with 10 guys yep I so So. what'll be nice now is to have that like i was saying in the last pot i'm i'm trying this thing this year where i try to like bank transfers week to week so i can make like kind of bigger moves all at once um so we'll see going into this week i've got some some options moving forward um okay Let's look at the League Dive leaderboard. Just give me a second. I'm going to pull that up. Um, top 10. Should we read from 10 to 1 or should we read from 1 to 10? Uh, let's go 10 to 1. All right. We're going to go from the bottom up. Uh, PK Blinders, uh, Henry Reedy, uh, number 10. Number 9, SR7, Samuel Shapiro. 8, FPL Blade, Ben Thompson. 7, Fred Lored, Chris Moore. Uh, six, the relegates, Ruben Raquiza, Raquiza, I'm not sure. Uh, Ake for success. That's pretty good. Number five, uh, Niala O'Higgins, uh, Giroud the Damaja, Elliot Mayhall, Mount Eden Munters, Jordan Pierce, Art of the Dive Pod, that's me, uh, Marco at number two. And number one, same as last week, uh, Mosala 
Dosa 11, Ricky Menon, who actually put uh, some distance on me this last week. He got 67 points compared to my 60. So currently leading the league with 432 points. Uh, now we need to look where Jake sits and uh, do the shame. Let's see. Jake, where are you at? I think I'm 61. Yep, you are at 61. So last week, what were you at? You were So there were eight people below you last week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now we've added this week we've added four so we are at 70 people total this week we're at 74 so four people have been added to the league um, so there are now a bunch more people below you uh, Rich Milner Sam Harvey Max Trepielli Michael Stormzy Stephen Wagner Tijana Moscovich Ramsey Dakota Shane Ellis Thomas Hart James Nicier James Nicier James Nice here. Sorry. Uh, Peter Max, Chad Hartley, and Max, uh, Match Beak, all below you right now. Shame. Shame on all of you for being below Jake. Shame on your family. <laughs> wow, so. Jake. I, no. No, Jake. No, that's not what we're doing here. Okay? Oh, okay. Not sorry. shame on their families as well, you jerk. I just have to use, like, the, the anger to, like, keep myself going, you It's kind of like, so. I kind of imagine, like, I'm, I like the anger from you. I, I feel like Darth Sidious, like... Yes, let the hate flow <laughs> through you. You know, like yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, a little trash talk from uh, TZ3, which is Voitech at FPL Gym. He he tweeted a picture of the leaderboard and said, "How's it going down there?" Jim <laughs> oh, wow. responded, "I'm coming for that T-shirt." Pretty good. Yeah, that's all he can say. Yeah. All he can. Say. Okay, so that's the leaderboard. Um, let's get into this last game week. So, uh, game week six was kind of an interesting game week. The most of the year, I mean, game week five, we didn't have any huge performances, but uh, game weeks one through four, we had a lot of big, like, standout performances from one or two players. Um, and in game week six, we had, like, not really any huge performances from guys. And and that was kind of what kept that, um, that point spread between kind of like, uh, you know, the top 1K and the average pretty close. Um, so So no big performances... The big thing was the hazard goose egg because I think he was the most transferred in player, him and, and Mitrovic, mm-hmm. for the game week. Um, I mean, how are you feeling about that after after hazards zero? So I watched the game uh, almost all the way through. I think I missed the first five minutes because we were packing to leave that morning. And on the drive, the drive I watched most of the second half. Um, West Ham just shut down Chelsea. Like, they, like Chelsea did not have much the entire game, and that's that's scary to me. I I'm hoping it's a little bit of like Chelsea just getting a little big for their britches, um, and West Ham getting better under Pellegrini. I do agree. I forget. I think I read an article on this, um, but it was kind of talking about Hazard still doesn't know if he's supposed to just shoot the ball or slash be a distributor anymore because the system's so different and i kind of agree with that but you also are like well it's game week six like he 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 needs to figure it out sooner rather than later and he had one good chance where he tried to dink the ball across to either Murata or drew i forget who was in at the time and he was into goal and i was just like nine times out of ten he shoots that ball i feel uh so well that's something that there's been a lot of criticism about hazard is that He's not necessarily one to, known to like pull the trigger as soon as he's created the space. Um, there was actually yeah, somebody put a, a video out on Twitter recent. Well, I think a couple weeks ago, like kind of comparing how like Ronaldo attacks when he has the ball versus how Hazard attacks. And Hazard, and I've talked about it in the pod, often allowing defenders to recover, whereas Ronaldo, like the moment he creates the yard of space that he requires, he'll get shots off. And I completely agree with that with Hazard. There were multiple opportunities, more than one, than just that opportunity you picked out that he was in the goal. I'm sure Hazard owners were tearing their hair out watching that. Yeah. I, I think the problem is is that Mo still hasn't hurt non-Mo owners. Or if you have Mo and Hazard, I think you're fine. It's just the question is, where when is that second player going to come Like, and just start to catch Mo like last year it was Sterling right Right. you could have captained Sterling a lot of weeks and been perfectly fine if not better some weeks but this this year it's just so evenly distributed and there's no one on Spurs doing it there's no one consistently on Man City doing it so it's just really hard right well that's one reason I'm really happy to have my wild card at the moment because you have to believe that in the next four or five game weeks that next big player is really gonna emerge 
Yeah, you'd think. I, I don't know. Or we're just not going to find one for half this season. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, the other thing that was kind of an interesting note from that same match was the position of Alonzo during the game. Um, we're used to seeing Alonzo play really, really far forward. But the last two matches, he's actually been sitting a bit further back. Um, in fact, what they've been doing, and I don't know if this is a staple of the Sari system or not, but it has huge FPL implications. When they push forward as a unit, to avoid getting counterattack, let's say they push down the right side of the pitch. Aspilicueto will move forward as an outside back should. But instead of Alonso getting up high on the left side of the pitch available for a switch, he's actually pinching in and forming a back three. Uh, this is making me really nervous because what happens then is when the ball is switched, he's not in a dangerous position isolated to take guys on or get service. Um he didn't really have opportunities to swing balls in uh, or or penetrate um, and shoot throughout the entire match. I agree. Chelsea didn't look like the same Chelsea to me from the other games that I've watched. And I think I've watched three other games for them, at least two. Um, granted, one was against Arsenal, but hey, so... Okay, well, things to keep an eye on with both those players. I think another player that we, we do need to talk about, and we talked about it a little bit at the top of the pod with your wild card, is Salah. Um, you know, you had said that he's pushed more central. Uh, he had multiple opportunities to score goals. And in fact, I was sitting watching the game with FPL squid here and there were chances left and right, almost the entire match, uh, for multiple Liverpool players. Now, last year we saw this with Harry Kane, where we brought, a lot of us brought him in to start the season. He, he didn't score consistently throughout the year. He had a couple big hauls, but he didn't score consistently. But we kept saying, oh, well, he's getting so many chances. He's getting so many shots. It's going to have to happen at some point. What do you think about the whole thing with Salah? I mean, clearly you've dropped him. I, I think if you have him and you're doing well, just hold right now. They, they do play two tough games, but then they have a pretty easy schedule and you can make your decision later in the year. Um, you know, like kind of going for it at the at the end, you know, which we kind of talk about. Um, but I don't think it's like necessary, necessarily wrong to go without him like I did to gain some points because he just costs so much more this year that he really needs to have like double two, two or more returns a game to make him worth it to me. Because I think on a week to week basis, you can take a player who's playing against a Huddersfield or a Cardiff, or a Fulham, and get just as many points. Because those teams are just bad, and they just give up a ton of goals against top-table teams. So I still am in the camp that you camping. can... you Camping. I'm camping. I think you don't need Mo Salah. I, just, you know, it's scary not to have him, because we know he, if you had to choose right now, is the most likely player to have those three goal games. Like, even though... I brought in Hazard. I still think that Mo's more likely. He just costs a lot more. So, but if you're saying that you think that he's the most likely, why would you not want to have that player on your team? Yeah, I'm just trying to be different because everyone. I mean, 50 percent of the people have Mo on their right. team, so having him doesn't doesn't benefit me at so, all. So, I, I mean, the other option is you just try not captaining him as much, but that's risky too because you just never know. He's good against good teams. Yeah. That's so. true. And, and you know what? We did talk about this at the beginning of the year. I think if you're going to have Salah, you have to be captaining him more times than not. Yeah. So I, I just think with having like Hazard and maybe like one other guy that we can find that's consistently going to do well, you can rotate your captains between them and actually benefit your team somewhere else, maybe more points than what you'd expect. Yeah. You know, maybe you can actually have two top notch forwards or one in like a, a 9.5 guy like Lacazette and, and make more points up that way. So, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Let's lay that to rest for now. I mean, we could talk about Mane too and his positioning, but let's get off Liverpool and get into the other team. We yeah. always seem to talk about for a lot of the pod and that's city. Um, Aguero had a nice match. Um, uh, you know, dangerous like he is every game, got himself a goal, but taken off on the 60th minute, um, you know, Jesus has just been so bad lately. It's like, it's almost a shame he's been so bad because it seems like Pep now has to save Aguero for every match. So he's not going to be able to play him a lot. That's one issue. And the other issue is Mendy. So uh, if you weren't following this week, Mendy apparently has some sort of like fifth metatarsal injury, a bruising of some type. Um, he also 
got 20 points off on his license like in the last month for speeding. So that's probably not good either. Uh, but Guadam, Ven, I don't know how to say that, Venkatsian, uh, not bad, that's probably close, asks, what do you do with Mendy? And Garf, uh, FPL Shark, uh, what are your lads' thoughts on player value, uh, team value, and free transfers versus what you know about players? Basically what he's saying is, will you be shipping Mendy out this week to avoid price drops? Do you have Mendy on your team, Jake? No, I transferred him out for Laporte. And was that the idea behind it? Like you're, you know, you're you're making your wild card. You're not sure if he's going to price drop or not. Just get him out. I yes, and I think that with this news, everyone should be getting him out for right now. I think he's a really good player and he's expensive, so he'll be tough to get back in if he returns to form. But we already know he's a guy that gets injured a lot. Yeah. Um, and if you look at his stats. He has a good heat map. He plays really high up. Man City are very good. They'll get clean sheets. He'll get some returns. But it's not wrong to go with a guy like Trippier or Laporte, who also play and get a lot of chances. And, you know, I just... They're not going to be injury risks any more than any other player is. So I, I don't... I wouldn't have Mendy on my team if I got to choose, so yeah, not right now. Yeah, I currently do have him. I held him to see what was going to go on this week, um, but he'll probably be out if he's not playing this weekend, and I feel confident in that move because I have two transfers this week, and I have a wild card coming up. If I only had one transfer, uh, I would probably still try to move him. We just don't really know what's going on, and like you said, um, it's a lot of money to have tied up in that back line. You could have so many other good players and we just don't really know the extent of the injury. Also, a lot of people, I think you still have Mane, but if you only have two Liverpool players, like maybe go double Liverpool defense. They are yeah. so good at the back that you're just going to rake in a ton of points. And like with Robertson and AA both getting bonus points like every game, yeah. it's it's a big deal. Yeah, I'm. that's what I'm leaning towards doing at the moment because I have Mane. I'm thinking about doing a double where I would drop Mendy, drop Mane, uh, and then pick up Hazard and pick up Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. The issue is I don't know that I love that going into their the, their match against one another this weekend. Uh, but I don't know. I got to look into it a little more. Um, okay, I, I just made this note on here about this game week. Are we wrong about everything? Bournemouth, Burnley, and Madison. Uh, last week on the pod, we had said that Bournemouth were a great team to have. We had said Burnley are absolute shit. And I have said the last two weeks that Madison is worthless, and yet he has returned uh, in both weeks. Burnley smashed Bournemouth. No Bournemouth returns. Are we the worst at FPL, Jake? Well, I think we just wanted to throw our fans off. I actually was <laughs> debating this. I was debating this, uh, and again, I was like, do I really trust even having two Bournemouth players? Like, I was considering Wilson and Frazier, and I was like, no way. Yeah. Like, Bournemouth is, like, the most likely team to just fall off the face of the earth kind of like your Watford team every year so I just went Frazier or I don't know however you say his name Fraser whatever but um it's all right I'm glad I did I I tried yeah they uh yeah I just don't think they're consistently going to be that great so uh, their defense isn't good either yeah like no matter what the underlying stats are they have kept one clean sheet maybe I don't even know. So what about the whole Madison so, thing? Like people are calling him the poor man's Christian Erickson. It's like if you look at his statistics, he'll have like one point something. He's averaging like, no, well, we'll pull it up. But he's not averaging a yeah. lot of like really good underlying statistics. And yet he's still like getting some re- returns. Yeah, he's the player I really struggled with and had in and out of my team on my second wild card um, <clears throat> because he doesn't seem to create a ton of chances during the run of play. But like, yeah, you know, FPL is all about taking free kicks and that's what he sure. does. And then he got a goal that way. So yeah, it's part of the game. He is, I think, he is a poor man's Christian Eriksen, and he's a good he's a good player to have. Um, there's other people in that price range like Richarlison should have banged a goal against Arsenal and will continue to have a lot of chances. Could you go with him instead? For sure. So I don't think he's like spectacular at that price range, but he's definitely a top three option around there. So yeah, his XG right now is 1.53 and he has three goals right now. 
Um, he's averaging yeah. 2.58 shots per 90, which isn't bad for like an attacking midfield player. And his key passes per 90 is 1.84. So, yeah, but he scored off a free kick, a PK, and then a deflected shot on goal. Right. So I don't yeah. think he's going to keep up with what he's doing. Well, that's what I, I think. think he'll yeah, regress, that's what I think. So. But, okay. Um, so another question that we had in here, is there a potential midfield player at 5.5 to 9 that you should basically hold on to the rest of the year? So, like, who's your lockdown midfielder? Is there anyone, like, kind of in the mix that showed well this last game week? Yeah, I don't think there is anyone. That's the I think that's the hardest question that anyone could ask because that's a difficult price range to find a consistent guy. Um, I think Frazier is still probably the most likely I don't. I don't really see anyone else that I would want in that price range. Even going up to like seven, it's hard to like really add a ton of people. I, I do actually. One idea would be go to to go with uh, Ilke um, for Man City. Doggy, like he, yeah. But then once De Bruyne is back, like what's going to yeah. happen? It's hard. It's hard to know. But he had a really good game. Yeah. And he's he's, gonna... he's a cheap way into Man City. Yeah. So. Uh, the last performance that we should probably highlight before our quick break here is uh, Obi-Wan Basaka. Um, he's our only hope. Last two game weeks, he's been my first sub, come on for nine points in each game week. He's a bonus point magnet. He creates a lot of, uh, of good chances. He's a good passer of the ball. He intercepts and gets a lot of tackles. Uh, and Crystal Palace's defense is looking solid again. You know, we shouted them earlier in the year. Then they had a rough little run when Tompkins went out. Clearly, he's the key to that back line. But as long as him and, and Sako are, are healthy in the middle, I feel like Juan Basaka is an, is an awesome pick. And there were like, um, I was just looking online, there, there's been people transferring him out. I don't understand. That's ludicrous to me yeah he's like if we talk about like must-haves he's like a yeah must-have, he's a must-have and he's 4.0 or 4.1 now or whatever yeah he'll probably price rise though even though some people are transferring him out i, I feel like he's gonna go up for sure yeah. so okay uh well that's game week six let's take a quick break we'll get into a game week seven we've got a couple questions uh we've got a table that talks a little bit about um points allowed by different teams that we're going to talk about Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, matchups and captain shouts our plans and we'll wrap it up stay tuned we're back jake's done choking on salad and nick's done yelling at me while i'm trying to start the podcast let's get into the game week seven uh, we've got a couple things that we want to talk about, and I, I wanted to talk about um, a chart that FPL Kernal um, puts together from time to time. I'm not sure if it's every week, uh, but he actually FPL Kernal is pretty cool. Um, just rewinding really quick, I don't really know the person personally, but reached out on Twitter to us when we first started our pod and was like, "Hey, like your pod, keep you know doing all the the good work out there," uh, and we really appreciate that. Um, but anyways, he he creates these different graphs or tables that show like points allowed uh, every single week by different teams so basically it's like a table that's listing all the teams uh, listing all the positions and listing all the total points allowed to other teams so i just wanted to like highlight a little bit about the table um so top of the table uh cardiff second huddersfield third west ham fourth fulham and fifth Newcastle. So the top five teams that are giving up points are Cardiff, Huddersfield, West Ham, Fulham, Newcastle. And the points differences between the top and bottom of the table are quite stark. I mean, we, we would know that they'd be quite a bit different, but Cardiff has given up this year 354 fantasy points. Liverpool is the best in the table, uh, giving up 127. The idea behind using a table like this is to try to make sure that you're targeting players that are playing against those teams. Now, we know that those teams are probably the the worst teams in the league, uh, but this confirms it by by giving us some actual points, showing us how much worse they are than the top squads. Yeah, it's really useful. He should send this to me every week. I would have made the choice of going with Vardy instead of Firmino looking at it probably. So Yeah, it's um it's also interesting to see like kind of the middle teams in the league. So like for example, one that I don't know if it surprised me or not, but Leicester has have not been very good this year. 
uh, but they've only given up 208 fantasy points, which is actually better than Wolves, Arsenal, Man United, Everton, and Bournemouth, and as well as another a number of other teams. Uh, that kind of surprised me. Yeah, it does. I think it... It, I also like how it breaks down like forwards versus midfield or like like Southampton surprisingly has only given up 27 points to forwards which is like what like almost third lowest with Chelsea and Man City at 26 but then you have a team like Huddersfield that gave up 77 points to forwards so it's kind of useful there yeah but interesting so check that out on Twitter if you'd like um, we often retweet that stuff so uh, okay Let's get into the game week. Uh, games this week on Saturday, uh, Sunday, and Monday. Um, we've got a couple questions that we'll be thrown in as we go on. So let's just start from the top. West Ham, Manchester United. Um, you know, Lukaku, we had kind of shouted last week, and he was pretty weak um, during his performance. I'm not sure if he is like a forward that you really want to bring in or not. Like I did say, and I do still stand by, he does play 90 minutes, and right now that's the issue in the premium forward bracket. Yeah, I agree. I think if you have him, you hold, but to bring him in, eh, you have to have your whole other team like set in stone and ready to go. Yeah, I guess maybe that's just the argument to say that we shouldn't have any premium forwards. Yeah, I, I really, I struggled with this. I, I didn't want to go with premium forwards right off of my wild card, but... I went with Firmino just in case, like, Vardy, him, or, like, Lacazette really turn it on. Um, that way I, I wasn't completely in trouble. Um, but, yeah, I, I honestly think that this year you could get away with not going um, with any premium forwards and be fine. So far, for sure. Like, you could go with Glenn Murray, uh, Mitrovic, and Ings or Wilson, and you would have been fine. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's not something that we usually see. That's true, so. yeah. Remember last year... That was like the search last year. Where do you go with forwards to try to find someone in that price range, let's say of 5.5 to 7.5 to get returns? And this year, there's ample amounts of forwards in that yeah. range. Yeah, I don't even understand how that happens. And, I mean, they're the same forwards. They're this mostly the same teams. It's kind of crazy, but whatever. Yeah. Um, one guy to keep an eye on is Arnie. Um the reason he is in that range is because he was transferred out of the midfield price bracket into the forward price bracket. That's one of the reasons. Um, didn't play this last match. West Ham looked listless without him. Uh, keep an eye on it. I'm not sure where he's at injury-wise, um, some sort of knee injury. So if you have him, just keep an eye on it. Um, Arsenal and Watford, Jake, your boys. Uh, FPL Sexy says, I was looking at getting rid of Obama Yang. No, it's Obama Man. FPL sexy. Uh, and Salah, replacements please, as I'm going to have too much cash to deal with after downgrading these two Pelican lips. That must be a, di a diss when you live down under. One guy doesn't like mm -hmm. BJs, the other one doesn't like beer. Who are these guys anyways? Right? Yeah, okay. right. Uh, yeah. Also, it's a minus four if I do both. Is a minus four worth it or just do a minus 80 like the cool kids? It's a good question. Uh, so I guess the question is, let's talk about Obama, man. Um, scored another goal this week. Looking sharper. Lacazette looking really good. Arsenal's attack certainly starting to come together, right, Jake? Uh, yes and no. I, I mean, the first half, they didn't really create too much. Um, second half, a little bit better. I, I still don't know who you'd go with, and I don't think it would be a forward now, would I get rid of them if I had them on my team right now? No, because they have a good run of fixtures, and they'll probably get a goal here or there. Like, Unless, again, like your team is really set. But Ramsey's probably the most interesting player to me, um, playing behind those guys. He tends to take a lot of chances, uh, created two assists, albeit one was for sure offsides. He's a better price range, but again, he's a huge injury risk. Uh, Ozil looks terrible. I don't know for Arsenal, and I don't think they're going to get a ton of goals against Watford. Maybe like one, two at most. So I don't, I don't know. I, I think you hold, but I don't think you have to sell these guys, and I don't think you want to get them in either. So hmm. okay, uh, FPL sexy also said not an actual question. So apparently he doesn't really care about this. Just wanted to put a minus 80 on there. 
Oh god! Tell you. tell Jake yeah, well. I'm searching my mini leagues for people who don't want to play, so he can have the keys to their teams. Almost gave up my four year old girls team, but I couldn't do that to her. <laughs> Hopefully, someone do you think is she keen. actually knows how to edit her team. I don't know, but he was actually telling me this is kind of cool that he's played the last few years, and uh, this year he started um, he started giving or he made like a team for his wife and his two kids so that they could kind of play too, and he says it's pretty fun. Yeah, I bet they're all beating me. So. I hope so. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, um, Everton Fulham. How about Mitro? Mitro and Richarlison and Walcott. A lot of options there. Who are you into? Who do you want in this match? Uh, everyone. I think Mitrovic should be straight in yeah. to anyone's team. Um, so I guess then by that standing, you may want to get rid of Obama man to do that. Yeah. Um, I liked Richarlison against Everton. He created a lot of good chances. We know his finishing has been suspect, and it will probably will continue to be, but he should have had at least one goal in that game. Um, elsewhere, Everton players are kind of a risk to me. You don't want their defense. Yeah. Tosin didn't start up top. I don't think going with uh, DLC is smart. I think he won't consistently start up there because he missed an easy breakaway one minute into the game. So I think Mitrovic and Richarlison are the way to go. Yeah, so. Mitro's uh, averaging um, 4.67 shots per 90 and has an XG of 4.13 with five goals. I think the guy's the real deal. If I were you, actually, I'd drop Firmino and put Mitro in. Yeah, I have Mitro. Oh, so you do? I don't know what I'm going to do with... Yeah. yeah, I do. So... Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with Firmino, but I probably will either switch him to like a Vardy or Lacazette or um, to a, like a lower forward. But that's not like an immediate thing for me. I don't need to worry about that. Yeah, I so. guess my concern for Richarlison is that, you know, 2.34 shots per 90 is really not that high. And from a winger, he's only averaging 0.58 key passes per 90, which is very low. Um, you know, I'm just not like necessarily seeing the stats to support his play, but a lot of people are saying that he's really passing the eye test. I haven't seen, I didn't get to see the last Everton game though. Yeah, he passes the eye test. I mean, he, he's just a risk because we know he can't finish good chances. So that's what you, I, you, he's like a poor man Salah to me. Like Salah is not the best at finishing chances. He just has so many. Well, where Charleston has less than that, but he still gets a decent amount for a player in that price range. I don't think there's any other player that creates that many chances in that price range and gets consistent like 80 to 90 minutes a game. So Yeah. How about well, okay, let's just let's roll on. How about Huddersfield and Spurs? Kane with a, a penalty goal this week and picked up, I think, full bonus, which is kind of outrageous because he really did not play well. I mean, Spurs just cannot seem to figure it out to start the year. There's no assets on that team that I'd be interested in. In the past, I was interested in their back line, but they've done a lot of rotation on those wingbacks, and I can't figure out who's nailed down there. Yeah, they're an enigma to me all around. Um, I wish there was an answer, though, because this is the the couple games to have them in um they i think they have do they have cardiff after huddersfield they have a really bad team after huddersfield too um i was hoping like maybe ali would be back otherwise maybe son but i didn't watch the game so i don't know if he really passes the eye test i also don't know what mora did in that game like did he play well they're just they're they're a really tough team but huddersfield's gonna give up two or three against spurs so. Yeah, and I'm, I bet you Kane will pick a few up. I almost hope Kane picks a few up because not that many people have him right now, and then people will rush to bring him in. He's like broken or something. Yeah, hopefully they do surgery to fix to get him into the team. Yeah, but whatever. Okay. So. Um, how about Man City Brighton? So in this match, we've got the Champions League match coming up after that. I do expect to see some rotation. I think the Champions League match is only three days later, uh, so I'm not sure. If we're going to see like an Aguero start and play a full 90, uh, because they definitely need him in that match after their loss last week. I personally, I had David, the Anaconda Silva, in my team. Uh, he didn't play this last week after you had said that he's the only player you would ever want to have off Man City. Good call. Um, yep. I mean, I mostly agree with you, so it just kind of sucks he didn't play. It's making me a little bit nervous, though, in terms of rotation and and who to really have on that team. And also, having Aguero, I love him, 
But if he's only going to play 60 minutes a game, that's a problem for me. Yeah, I don't, dude, Man City too. It's like, what do you do? They're all so highly priced. Like, I thought I was going to maybe sneak in with Sané, who's a little bit cheaper. And yeah, he played the full 90, which was nice, but he didn't deliver. And it's like, that's going to happen too. You're going to have guys like Sterling, and he's going to have games where he doesn't get anything more than like an assist or a clean sheet. And he's so expensive. Like, you can go elsewhere, but... I want to see what what lineup he puts. I I do feel like Pep you can start to kind of figure out, but I don't think anyone can do that this year. And I think the problem is um, Mahrez, Mahrez, um, yeah. because now we know Sterling and Sane. Like Sterling seems to get rotated, and then sometimes Sterling will come over and play on the left, and then Sane is going to get rotated. So and then De Bruyne is going to be back soon too. Yeah, it, it's difficult. When- I still think. I still think Dilva's a good player to have. I do too, but when Kev is back, it's going to be a mess. You're just never going to know who's going to play in any position. Yeah, maybe just maybe just triple Man City defense. I don't even know. Yeah, maybe. So. Uh, all right, so just something to look at there. I mean, probably a shout for a City clean sheet there, right? Yeah, I think I'm happy to have Laporte. I wish I would have two Man City defenders, but that's fine. Yeah. So. Okay, Newcastle and Leicester, the molesters. Uh, Vardy... Did he have a goal this last week? Goal and an assist, yeah. but he played against Huddersfield, who you know. Yeah, but now he's playing against Newcastle, so. I don't know though. Newcastle's a tough Dude, team. At you home. just say I... that you love Newcastle. You love Newcastle what? so much. What they aren't? It's not like they give up more than two goals. Max, Why do you so, love yeah, them I think so much? Far... What do you like about them? They're blue collar. Man. Yeah, they're blue collar. There it is. They're blue collar. Didn't they throw the beer? It's rid- didn't they it's throw ridiculous. the beer at Obi-Wan? How can you be an Arsenal fan if you're saying you like blue collar teams? No, I, I mean, I don't want to see Newcastle get relegated, but it's not like I'm in love with them. They're a tough team to play away from home. They're like a bright, they're like the old school Brighton to me. You know? I, like, I guess. Yeah, and actually their stats like mostly do. Yeah, their expected goals against is not terrible, actually. So. If Leicester was a better team, I'd I'd be like sure the but working man's team. Know. Yeah, I don't know. Vardy's not a bad player to have, but I'm not going to like bring him in because he's going against Newcastle at St James Park. What kind of uh, I think that's what, ludicrous. What kind of blue collar jobs do they do over in Newcastle? I don't know, it, like paper mill stuff. Newcastle, beer, it's like, not a port city, is it? Uh, is it coal? Is it a coal question. city? Bet you it's coal. That's kind of dumb. foundries. Hmm. I have no idea. Are you looking this no, up? I have no idea. We probably should. Okay, someone will. Someone will write. Yeah, in, let so. us know. Jim will let us know. Jim will let us know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wolves, Southampton. Uh, I'm happy that I have Patricio in goal. I'll tell you that. I think that he's got a great chance uh, to keep it clean. Um, let me ask you this game. So what do you do with Ings, Patricio, and Doherty in this uh, game? So that's an interesting little like strategy question. If you have you have all three of those players? Yeah, I have all three of those yeah. players, and I'm really not sure what to so, do. So uh, yeah, you want to hear about some camps here? Yeah, let's hear about the camps. Alright, so there's some different camps of thought. Uh one idea is that you try to maximize points, right? So basically you would say, like, I think Wolves are going to keep a clean sheet, so I'm going to play both my Wolves defenders and I'm going to bench Ings, right? The yeah. other way that you can think about something like that is I want to hedge my bets. So basically you play both sets of players because most likely Ings has created something like, like I think above 60% of all Southampton's goals or something ridiculous like that, like 50 or 60%. Mm-hmm. So basically what you're saying is if Wolves do get scored on, I'm going to hedge my bet and assume that Ings is involved in that scoring. You know, I don't know. Per- yeah. So personally, I'm a I'm a bet hedger. I play really, really safe in FPL. And, I, and I've said that on the pod before that sometimes it's to my own detriment. This year I'm trying to be like a little bit more risky. And so maybe like earlier in the season, you maybe you do take that risk and you try to go for those points. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't even know though. I don't. I feel like this is going to be a one-one game, but we'll see. So. Uh, yeah, it could be. I would probably favor Wolves defenders over a Southampton attack, though. Yeah, at home, I agree. Yeah. So okay, the big match of the weekend is Chelsea Liverpool. Uh, I'm yeah, another exciting. I mean, exciting game. Huge title implications. Uh, 
I personally just think that Liverpool are are going to walk all over it. I, I actually think it, I could see it being like a three nothing Liverpool win or something. Hmm. The bloody wet youngin. Jake, that's a really <laughs> inappropriate it's... and sexual thing to say in that type of situation. Uh, I don't know when to use these questions. Actually, actually, um, no joke. You uh, you said it in a perfect time that it would have worked. Uh, it it oh. translates to say that again, please, friend. Oh, okay. So well, I had uh, that's actually well done, Jake. I had said I had predicted a three nil kind of an outlandish score, and you said say that again. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, the squirrel finds a nut once in a while. Yeah, a so. squirrel finds the shaft once in a while. <laughs> really, though, three nothing. That I, that's surprising. Three nothing. Liverpool win. Right, Nick. I, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think away from home that's going to happen. I really don't. I think Chelsea's a good team, and I think they are definitely the third best team in the league this year. So well, even a squirrel. Finds two nuts in a shaft once in a while, Jake. Yeah, so I don't and know. And you're the squirrel. Uh, we'll see. I just want to know where Mo's going to play. Finding Is he just going to play up top? No, no, no. It no. just depends. No, this year their tactics have changed a little bit this year. Uh, in, they have, yeah, yeah, in that they are their center midfield players are sitting a little bit deeper I think that that is is reflected well in the number of clean sheets and good defensive performances that they've had. Um, between that and the defensive presence of Van Dyke, um, teams are having a hard time breaking them down. And then to account for that gap in space, they're having Firmino just kind of kind of drop another ten yards deeper. And Mane's tends to stay super wide, and Salah tends to push towards towards the middle. That's just what's kind of been happening this year. Yeah, I yeah. I don't. I mean, I know you're you were right in that he hasn't played like outright center forward much this year, like he did almost all of the last match. Uh, but if you watch at parts of the game, you'll see him floating towards the middle, and you say, "Wait, where'd Firmino go?" And he's dropped just deep into the midfield, picking balls up. Sometimes he's he's playing like where Milner would play. Yeah, I agree, and that's really disappointing for me. So, well, maybe you should watch a game. Yeah. I but, but, I mean, he also, in the game before that, had, like, three great chances to score a goal. Yeah. Uh, he had one get called off for offsides because Mane can't help himself and always That's is, in, like, standing in the goal. That's true. Um, and then he also had a rebound that he should have finished. Yeah. Did he fin- I can't. Did he score that? I think he scored it. I can't I remember. But it was basically, like, as ridiculous as Southampton, like, Moe's goal. Like, Mo Moe could have blanked that game. Yeah. I mean, he did very well to get on the end of that um, free kick by what's-his-face. What's yeah, Shakiri, but... Shakira, Shakira. He could have also gotten zero goals, so... Yeah, he also know. could have had three. Yeah. I mean, so. he had opportunities. He Liverpool, you know, I was sitting watching the game... Um, Liverpool just look like at times where they could score almost every time down the pitch and they're like a, a half touch off or something like that. Yeah, it's not and it's not unbelievable because they were the second best yeah. team in Europe last That's year. True. We should have all known this that they would probably outperform Man City cuz they took Man City to the cleaners last year too. That's true. So. Uh yeah. okay. Um how about Cardiff and Burnley? Do you want to talk about that game or Oof. I, I mean, it's not a bad differential if you wanted to bring in a Burnley guy. I do think Lennon's an interesting player to have. He's in like that five to five point five million price Jake, bracket. Don't do that. It's just a different. It's a differential. Just don't do it though. Yeah, I, but but Burnley's better now that they're not in Europa. They're going to be better. They're not a bottom of the table team, but they're probably not going to finish top ten. But they're. There's players that you could consider on their team moving forward. I do not see anyone that I'm interested in. Okay, that's fine. Barn scored two goals. He was like one of one two two players to score two goals last year. You're game, a barn. So. Yeah, sure. A dumb barn. Yeah, whatever. We'll see. Okay, good. When they score three goals against Cardiff, we'll talk. Yeah. All right. Great. Uh, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace. This has a lot of fantasy implications, just because. A lot of people have Crystal Palace defenders. A lot of people have Bournemouth attackers. A lot of people have Zaha. Uh, I, Paul Lamb, asked a 
kind of an important question. Can the case be made to just start Juan B and basically move 2 million up the team? So rather than treating Juan B as like your fourth or fifth defender, why not just like start treating him as a premium defender? He's asking, could you? I mean, he's good enough to Bournemouth might not score in this game. They looked pretty terrible last game. I don't know what to do either. Cause I have, you know, Frazier and I have Hennessy and, Obi-Wan, uh, so... You're hedging bets all tricky. over the place here, aren't you? Yeah, I'm. Ha- yeah, actually, I'm going to have to, so we'll see. I have a lot of looking into the previous fixtures and, like, head-to-head matches and stuff. I know that all changes, but we'll see. So. Yeah, Zaha is kind of an interesting one. I mean, you know, I know he was hurt for a little bit, but his XG per 90 is pretty low. His XA per 90, his shots per 90 is only 2.4. You know, at 7 mil, I, I just feel like there's so many other strikers that are, are are having better output that said zaha is clearly from a skills perspective and like an eye test perspective a superior player so he's a player that's like kind of got me confused i had him for a while i transferred him out to free up some funds but if i were to go with like um like a, a three mid price forward lineup it would probably include him uh, i think arnie once he's healthy is much better so that's the hard part because you can't go with him right now. But I'd probably so. do like Arnie, Zaha, Mitro would be like my yeah, three. I see that. Yes. I still like Glenner. Glenner Murray. The oldest man of all time. Yeah, he's just fun to have on your team. Obviously, this Man City game, probably not, but who knows? Murray's like Never the know. ultimate dad. Best dad yeah. player in the league. Yeah. I don't know. Or Ings. I mean, Ings is still doing work so far. So Okay. All right, well, let's kind of like speed some things up here. Let's just get through it. How about um, let's get through like captain shouts just quickly. Like who are the captain picks for the week? I mean, I think that some people are going to be looking at Kane. I He's probably a good pick against Huddersfield because Huddersfield are so bad. Obviously, Aguero is probably a pick. Um, I, I could, I mean, do you consider like a Hazard or a Salah? After watching last week, I think Salah would be the better option. Yeah. So, but I would, I would try to. I don't know. I guess I would go Mo if I had him and didn't have Kane or Aguero. Yeah. Uh, on my team, I'm considering Mitrovic. Wow. Because I don't have any of those guys. So, and I don't, I don't know about Hazard. I'm gonna have to really think about it. The plus side is that would be a huge differential pick to go with Mitro. Yeah, Everton's defense is not good. So. Yeah, the odds are not out yet because it's Monday, but I would guess that Everton are pretty high to concede at that in that match. Yeah, yeah I would so. suggest to people, like if you're having a hard time with captain picks, a really nice thing to look at are um, bookies' converted odds into, um, into potential scoring odds and potential clean sheet odds. Um, odds on FPL, it's spelt just like it sounds, dot com. Uh, does uh, some really nice articles for clean sheets and um, captain picks based off of bookie odds every single week. And I, I use that in picking my captains almost every week. Um, and I've been lucky so far this year, but I have hit on all my captains as well as a lot of other managers, but still some to consider. Um, are you making any moves this week, Jake, or no? I uh, need more information, but I'm going to try to hold so I can make a double switch the week after. Okay. I I am looking at Spurs players, which is kind of sad, but they just against Huddersfield, like there's going to be goals. But my concern is it's going to be Kane, and I can't bring him into my team. Okay, I yeah, I'm not even going to like say what I'm thinking about doing. I think Luis is probably out of my team. Maybe Mendy's out of my team. I got to see if Carney's healthy. I don't even know what's going on this week, so I have two transfers. Uh, I'll wait probably till later in the week to to decide. Um, yeah, we have to wait for cup games. Yeah, too. yeah. There's just a lot going on this week, so we'll, we'll wait for a little bit before we start telling people that. Uh, all right, Jake, we should probably kind of like wrap the pot up. You have stuff to do tonight. I have to go to my hotel and go to bed before my work tomorrow, and we have to give FPL Squid's not letting you stay there. Well, no, I'm staying at a hotel, and and uh, the Squid deserves to have his house to himself uh, for the night, okay. and I'm keeping him up probably. So, uh, where can um, where can people find us if they want to chat or interact with us? Yeah, they can find us at Twitter, uh, at DiveFPL, also on Instagram at uh, The Art of the Dive. We also have a nice website that has a lot of cool stuff. Um, you'll find it at DiveFPL.com and then Facebook. Um, we're still doing our mini league that, and letting people join one more week or two? Uh, two more weeks. 
Okay. So they can also join our mini league. The code is 127-487-188629 at League Dive. So just, yeah. Yeah, check it out. T-shirt if uh, if you win, but I'm going to win it so we won't, don't have to send a T-shirt out. Um, yeah, and you're going to be shamed if I pass you. Yeah, so. you, yeah that's true. A lot of people are going to be shamed because Jake's coming for you. Uh, make sure you download our pod. Um, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Player FM. We're at a lot of places. Um, thanks to Jake's minus 80 last week. We actually had the most plays we've ever had on a podcast. We had 831 plays on the podcast. That's a lot. Yeah, that's actually awesome. We should start like trying to make money off of this. Yeah, we should start charging outrageous amounts for people to listen to our beautiful, well, my beautiful and your dumb voice. Well, I was just thinking like advertising, but whatever. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. That too. Right, right, right. All right. You got anything else for us, Jake? No, I think that's it. What are you going to do tonight that you have to leave? Uh, oof. We're going to party, I think. Oh, so. good for you. Yeah, that's what I used to do when I had to go to class all the time. So. Okay. Classic Jake. All right. Let's wrap this up. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should die. Just made a dick sucking gesture to me. In my life. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, let's stop recording. Uh, three, two, one, stop. Okay, uh, should we just roll right away, Jake, so that we can get you out of here? Let me eat some chicken. Okay. <laughs> Was that a chicken dick in your mouth? No, I choked on some salad. <laughs> I'm okay. The issue is that you're eating salad. Yeah.